Bleary from jet lag, Chris gazed out the window of the Mercedes at the green waters of Amsterdam's Primsengracht Canal. His flight from San Francisco had gotten in late the night before, and his body clock was so out of whack that he'd barely been able to sleep. The cocktail of cancer drugs that he was taking didn't help matters. At least the morning sun was mercifully pale, smeared across low clouds. The car shot across a bridge and into the brick-paved streets of the Jordan neighborhood. Remco de Groot, a relentlessly amiable, relentlessly blonde associate at the Amsterdam law firm Kuhneman Blenheim, played tour guide as he drove, although Chris wished that he would stop talking. The Jordan has always been a bit funky, with lots of artists and students. Even Rembrandt lived here when his career was not going so well. Remco glanced over to see how his travelogue was being received. He continued nonetheless. The neighborhood is on the upswing now. The great old houses are getting renovated. Some of them date all the way back to the 16th century. Chris ran a hand through his shock of unruly black hair as he watched the buildings blur past the window. He had a long, pale face, a thin, pointed nose, and heavy-lidded eyes, giving him the finely calibrated look of something bred for a particular purpose. Are you okay, Chris? Remco asked, his eyes thankfully on the road. You don't look so good. Thanks, I'm fine, Chris said. I just don't travel so well these days. Chris was a partner in the San Francisco law firm Reynolds, Fincher, and McComb, and an expert in data security law. Before entering private practice, he had been a chief prosecutor in the Department of Justice's Computer Crimes section. While Chris was at the DOJ, it had been his job to convict hackers. At Reynolds Fincher, he continued to battle cybercriminals, but out of the public spotlight and for better pay. For the past two weeks, Chris had been hunting down the hacker known as Black Vector, whose real name turned out to be Peter Mittendorf. Chris always found the pursuit more interesting than the next step, which was inevitably anticlimactic. When he was uncovering the clues to the identity of a hacker, he was playing to his analytical strengths. When he reached the end of the trail, Chris inevitably found a misguided young person, typically male, who reminded him a little too much of himself when he was that age. Remco's guided tour of Amsterdam was cut short as they arrived at their destination, Middendorf's apartment building at 5 Boom de Varstraat. It was a nondescript, modern, four-story red-brick structure. Remco found a parking spot a block away so that they could make an inconspicuous approach. Chris didn't think that much stealth was necessary. Their target was probably not going to be expecting them. It was a bitterly cold January morning. Chris tensed like he had been slapped as he climbed out of the car. He unfolded himself to his full height of six foot three, then stretched and yawned on the sidewalk. They were paying Middendorf a visit because he had stolen the source code of Aspira, the world's most popular computer operating system, which belonged to Chris's client Blue Cloud Incorporated. The source code for an operating system like Aspira consists of millions of lines of code supporting a host of applications. A sophisticated hacker with access to that code could identify system vulnerabilities that would keep cybercriminals in business for years. Middendorf had boasted on an online message board that he would publicly post the source code in two days. 
The hacker thought that he was shielded by the anonymity of his handle and that no one could uncover his true identity. He was wrong. Chris and Remco walked up the quiet street toward the apartment building. The rising sun wasn't lending any warmth to the day. A garbage truck was clanking and grinding on the next block. The gutters and sidewalks were still littered with exploded firecrackers and other detritus from the recent New Year's Eve celebrations. The security door to the apartment building was ajar, so they would be able to walk right up to Middendorf's apartment on the top floor. They entered the vestibule. The bulletin board in the lobby was covered with posters for local rock bands appearing at the Melkweig Club. Chris examined the mailboxes and saw the name Middendorf, written in ballpoint and scotch-taped above the box for apartment four. The objective of a knock and talk is to shut down a hacker and recover the stolen intellectual property as quickly as possible.